Make sure you stay up to date on everything LTT Productions related. You can follow LTT Productions on Twitter at LTT Productions 1. You can also follow the host of the No Playbook podcast, Drew Pounton, on Twitter as well, at Pounton18. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter for everything LTT Productions related. Today is the day I officially start my Rams podcast journey right now. Today on Around the Horns, we're going to talk about was Matthew Stafford ever going to get traded? How big of a role is Cam Akers really going to play in this offense? And things I expect to see from Chaney Camp. Editor, roll that intro. Shotgun snap, swing pass, left side, Gurley on the screen, 20. Got a block, 25. Into space, 40. And he's Todd Gurley hits the Jets midfield. He's gone. Todd Gurley, 20, 10. Gurley for MVP. Touchdown, LA. Garoppolo. Under pressure, Donald got there in the air, intercepted by the Rams, and they may ride to the Super Bowl on that. Stafford from under center, steps back, throws the fade, back shoulder, Cooper Cup's got it, Cooper Cup brings it in, touchdown, touchdown, touchdown LA! I did want to start off by saying... Um, Todd Gurley is in there because he's my all-time favorite Ram. Right around the time I really started to get into watching football, Todd Gurley was the running back of the Los Angeles Rams. I love him so very much. He's my favorite Ram of all time, my favorite running back of all time. So had to throw Todd Gurley in there, especially in the uh, Rams playbook or the Rams podcast uh, intro. So yeah, I got a lot of things to get to today, man. You know, I'm really excited to be here with you guys. This is something that I've wanted to do for a very long time. Uh, this will be where I come to, you know, right after the game, maybe a couple days after the game. You know, we're going to talk a couple times before the season starts because I want to get to the uh, schedule release, um, what the schedule looks like for the Rams and what I think their record could be. Uh, we'll talk again right around uh, whenever the depth chart gets released. Uh, let me mess with this. Uh, and we'll talk a couple more times before the season actually starts. At least I hope to. I'm trying to find a place to actually do something like this. Uh, right now I'm just in my bedroom. So, um, you know, you, you'll hear the squeaky chair. You'll hear me take a drink and, you know, do all that stuff. I'm trying to get better at that. Eventually I'm, I plan on having an XLR mic. I plan on having a camera. You know, I plan on really souping this thing out, um, you know, whenever uh, I can. So, but... As of right now, we're audio only, which is completely fine. This is something to listen to in your car, especially if you're a Rams fan. Um, just trying to trying to touch on some basic things here. Um, there, whenever I say uh, these are people that I tr- they're the people that I trust in the Rams community. Uh, as of right now, I've got two or three of those people. That's um, Alexis Kraft, Jake Ellenbogen, and Holden Cancer. Those are the people that are connected into the Rams. I know Jake and Holden are, I don't know really about Alexis, but Jake and Alexis host the downtown Rams podcast. Um, so, uh, hopefully I can get Jake on here and get Alexis on here eventually, but that'll be way down the line whenever I feel like I can reach out to them with my platform that I built. Um, trying to get really big into the Rams community. You know, there's, uh, I'm a Rams fan, been a Rams fan almost my whole life. You know, of course, when I was a kid, I bounced around teams just cause I thought the logo looked cool. Um, but you know, I'm really trying to find my place here in the Rams community. And I think this is going to be a great way 
to kind of reach out and reach those people that don't really know who I am or, you know, maybe even try to make this a career. That's the end goal is to, you know, get hired by a big company like The Volume. You know, that's my big goal right now is to work with Colin Cowherd because uh, I know they have a guy on there who does strictly Cowboys. So if I can be the guy on there that does strictly Rams, then, you know, I'm in the industry that I want to be in. So uh, I do, again, want to thank you for tuning in before we get actually started here. Um, so um yeah again matthew stafford was he ever on the trade block we'll get to that right after this Gurley for MVP. Touchdown LA. all right so what we're going to talk about first is was matthew stafford ever really on the trade block i don't think he was and from again the sources that i see the guys that i the uh, people that i trust they said the same thing they said that the rams told them that he was never on the trade block never tried to trade him which wouldn't make a lot of sense you're going to give up Matthew Stafford, even, you know, yes, that contract is huge. It was huge whenever they gave it to him. And it's even bigger now that he's coming off of a spinal injury. He had elbow problems last year. You don't really know what Matthew Stafford you're going to be getting in 2023. So I'm sure internally the Rams are scared. You know, I think a lot of Rams fans are also scared. But uh, I don't really think that it's going to – let me turn down this game here. Hello, 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 hello. That's better. I'm not screaming at you. But I do think that they did, maybe they did explore some trades. Maybe they did take a call or two about Stafford because you're telling me that people like the Texans before they knew they were going to get CJ Shroud and Will Anderson didn't try to call and lowball an offer in there to the, to him. Um, because he, he, he's a negative asset, I would assume, right now. I mean, he, he was just voted a top-ten quarterback by executives in the league, and I truly believe that he is. I love Matthew Stafford. He brought the Rams to Super Bowl in my lifetime, so I'm very grateful for that. Um, one thing about me is I have a daughter, and both myself and my daughter were born in the years the Rams won the Super Bowl. I was born in 2000, of course. That was the 1999 season, but they won it in February of 2000. And then, of course, my daughter was born in uh, 2023, of course, or excuse me, 2022, uh, the 2021 season. So uh, that's always something that I will hold near and dear to my heart is that my favorite team and my daughter were, you know, they kind of... My daughter was born a couple months after the Super Bowl, and, uh, you know, not being able to see it with her kind of sucks, but, I mean, you know, well, hopefully we'll bring another one here soon. But Matthew Stafford, again, I, I really feel like right now people are in the league are viewing him as a negative asset. I mean, he, like I said, he's got a massive contract. He, you know, we don't really know what we're going to get from Stafford in this year because he's – you know, like I said, he, he missed almost all of last season due to a back injury right around the time that he started to click. And, you know, him and the Rams were really starting to kind of sort of get on a roll a little bit. They went into the bye week three and three, then played the Saints. Um, I don't know what week that was, but that was a game that he got hurt. Um, you know, and that year, last year was just injury riddled, um, you know, for everybody on the Rams. But more so to Matthew Stafford because, you know, his spinal injury is the worst kind of injury, you know, especially for a 35-year-old quarterback. And I, it's hard for me to – I don't think the Rams went out looking for a Stafford trade because they gave up what? They gave up a first-rounder, two-thirds, Jared Goff for him. You know, you're not, you're not getting that value, and you, you never will. The Ram, he is a probably a Ram for life unless he just goes out – 
has the best year of his career, and there's some team like Aaron Rodgers and the Jets, you know, that are like, we want Matthew Stafford, and we're willing to pay a premium for him. You're not going to get that more than likely, and he's he's probably just a rant for life, and that's completely okay. You know, if I I really don't know what their record's going to look like this year. There's a lot of guys that are unproven. But if they step up, they could be really good. But if they don't, then they're going to be really bad. You know, you can go into this this next offseason. Um, if you're bad, you draft Caleb Williams, you draft Drake May. This car, this uh, quarterback class is very top-heavy. You know, it's one, two, then there's a real big drop-off. Not to say that the guys coming out aren't great, but Caleb Williams looked to see to be the next Patrick Mahomes. And Drake May, you know, looks to be, I think someone said Josh Allen is who he reminds them of. Um, and, and it's relevant to talk about that because if Stafford doesn't come out and have a good year, then the Rams are going to struggle. Um, you know, and we're, we're really in the point of the off season that things are just going to come out. I mean, I think it's, I don't know, Mike Lombardi, Joe Lombardi, something like that. He's been going on the Pat McAfee show talking a bunch of nonsense about the Rams. Um, or maybe it was Jeremy Fowler. I don't know who it was. I think it was Lombardi. Um, but again, he, he said the same nonsense a couple months ago. You're going to hear reports like this that just simply are not true. I believe the guys that I trust, the people that I trust in the Rams community that tell me that Matthew Stafford was never on the trade block, you know, and it, it's really coming down to you're not going to ever get the value from Matthew Stafford that you paid for him. So that probably means you're either going to a one day just eat your losses and trade him for something else or He'll be a Ram until he retires in probably this year or next year. Uh, I don't think he goes maybe two or three more years, but I I really have a, a gut feeling that's telling me that he retires um, at the end of the year, whether they're really good or really bad. Uh, I mean, he's got kids to take care of. You know, uh, him and Kelly Stafford obviously um, are married, and she was really I think. I I, re- I think I saw a report that said that she was really pushing for him to retire this year. Um, you know, and so I think that this is his last year, maybe one more year, but he's not going to be playing, you know, forever. If the Rams draft a Caleb Williams or a Drake May, they're going to, you know, they're not going to sit them behind Stafford whenever they know that at that point those guys are better. So, it, it, you know, was Stafford ever on the trade block? No, not from anything that I've seen. Will they ever trade him? Probably not. He's probably going to be a Ram till he retires, and that's completely fine with me. Gurley for MVP! So I talked a little bit about, um, you know, some unproven guys and the main guy that no, there's there's two guys on the Rams. They play offense and defense that I believe are the biggest contributors and will be to the Rams success this season on defense. That's Ernest Jones. He's going to be the Mike linebacker. He's going to be calling all the plays. He's going to be the number one linebacker in that Rams core. Heard great things about him, read great things about him. Really, really, really excited to see him take that next step. I mean, you went, he went from having Troy Reader in his locker room and his, uh, you know, his little, uh, his, uh, as a linebacker, uh, to play against compared to Bobby Wagner, who's a first ballot Hall of Famer, one of the greatest linebackers this game has ever seen. Uh, and just learning under him was great, uh, from everything, again, that I've seen, I've read, I've heard. Ernest Jones is going to be a stud this year and I can't wait to watch him. And another guy that, is going to play, I think, the biggest role in the Rams' success this year is Cam Akers. Personally, I'm a big fan of Cam Akers. Uh, didn't really watch a lot of him in Florida State, but when he came out, you know, um, 
and we drafted a running back. It was, I think, maybe the draft after we had just released Gurley. Uh, I don't remember there really being a year that we didn't have Akers. Uh, I think it was, like I said, right after we released Gurley. Um, he had a struggle to his um, the first part of his season, uh, and then really the end of his rookie season into the playoff game against Seattle, he really, really, really stepped it up, looked like a number one back going into 2021 where he had a bunch of hype, was going to be the number one back. He tore his ACL and rushed back. Uh, I, I think that really you didn't really see the Cam Akers um, that – the healthy camp makers because again he rushed back he was back in like four months played in the playoffs in the super bowl of that uh same year that he tore his acl i think it was what well, it wasn't four months maybe I, I i'm not sure how long it was i know it wasn't a real long time um but again he rushed back played in some of the games uh definitely in the playoffs and then last year, I think he really got healthy towards the back end of the last season. He had four straight games of 65-plus yards, had a, a massive game against the Broncos, and then two really solid games of, of rushing over 100 yards. And, again, um, I, I really think that he's going to play the biggest role for the Rams and them being successful this year. He is going to be a guy that is going to need a lot of carries. I'm, I'm halfway expecting Sean McVay to go back to the old Sean McVay. The McVay where you didn't trust Jared Goff a whole lot. So it was a lot of rollouts. It was a lot of play action. It was based off of the run game. And that's not to say that he doesn't trust Stafford. That's saying that the offensive line, it's unproven. It's very young, which I think can be a good thing. You know, you're the oldest guy on that, uh, that line, I believe, is Rob Havenstein. Um, and he's 31. We just extended him. Uh, I think I believe this off season, maybe last off season. So um, you know that that offensive line is very young. It's unproven. You don't know. You took Steve Avila with 36. You took Logan Bruss last year. Um, I don't remember what pick. Maybe 106, something like that. Uh, so you're going to have practically two rookies starting on that offensive line. Um, and and Cam's just gonna have to burst through those holes, you know. And, and I, I'm really excited to see what he th what is gonna happen because there's been reports that have come out that have said Sean McVay um, has said that Cam Akers is gonna be the guy this year. And I know that he had pleaded to be the workhorse back. Uh, they finally were like, you know, it was either him or Darrell Henderson is what I I saw uh, earlier like this month whenever they cut somebody and they ended up cutting Darrell Henderson. Um, and I think they made the right choice. I think Cam can come into the season and be a top 10 back, especially if McVeigh is going to stay true to his word. You know, we haven't really seen a lot of the run game over these past couple of seasons with Stafford. Um, you know, especially in 2021, you didn't really see a whole lot of the run game because it was just Sean McVeigh, you know, fell in love with Stafford's arm. He got a quarterback he can trust. He got a quarterback that can audible. He's got a quarterback that can throw the freaking shit out of the ball um you know and he did he went away from the run game and i think that if the rams want to be successful cam Akers has got to have 250 to 300 touches this year you know and i think he can make the most of those touches especially if you've got you know steve avila you've got logan bruss on there on that offensive line who i believe are going to play the guard positions this year 
come from big mauler, run the ball down your throat type schools, especially uh, Wisconsin with Logan Bruss. Um, he's going to have two years in this system uh, with McVeigh. Uh, I'm really excited to see training camp because I'm really excited to see what the variation of the offense is going to look like. Uh, of course, I'm not going to be there. I'm in Illinois. Training camp is in Los Angeles. One day, I do pray that I get the opportunity to go to training camp and experience something like that because I think that'd be super cool. Um, and just being a lifelong Rams fan, you know, that's just checking stuff off of my checklist. I'm going to technically my second game this year, but it'll be my first real game that I get a chance to sit down through. Uh, so I'm really excited about that. But back to Cam Akers, um, I, I do believe that he's going to play a big role in this team with, um, you know, what is he going to do with his touches? Because he's going into a contract year. Last year, they about parted ways. Luckily, you know, they they came to an agreement and Cam stayed with the Rams. McVay gave him more touches. McAkers, you know, worked his way up with the touches. I, I, I just don't think uh, Cam Akers has been under really this much pressure since his sophomore season. And in his sophomore season, he got hurt. So, uh, that's not to say that, you know, it's because of the pressure, it's because of this or that. I'm just saying I personally haven't been this excited for Cam Akers since, you know, again, his sophomore season. Um, go, again, going into a contract year, this is a make-or-break season for Cam. I don't think he's on the Rams next year, whether that's he went out and had a great season and a team like Baltimore, a team like Houston, a team like Kansas City, or, you know, some random team paid him a pretty good chunk of change and – you know, moved him away from the Rams. Um, I think that's really what's going to happen next year with a couple of players for the Rams, but I'll get into the other player uh, a little bit later. But, <clears throat> excuse me, um, Cam, is, you know, again, is the Rams' biggest wild card. You know, I, I, I don't think they're going to pay him. Uh, they It feels like they haven't paid a running back. They haven't had a running back to pay, but I think the Todd Gurley contract really – scared them you know because they gave Todd a massive contract because he had been an all pro he had been the best running back in all of football for a couple of years and then he just kind of you know it, it just kind of fell apart for him you know his body shut down or you know there's something that went on with his knee because he tore his ACL in college he had tendonitis I think is what it was um, and then you know they just they went away from him in the Super Bowl in the playoffs of 2018 um, and then 2019, he just wasn't the same Todd Gurley, and he ended up getting released. Played for the Falcons, uh, and then you know retired uh, this year. But yeah, I, again, I think the Rams, if they can get a good run game going to set up the play action, to set up the passing game, because I think that's what is going to make them successful is the run game sets up the pass game. I think this easily can be an 11 win team. I really truly do. You know, and that's not to say that, you know, if the this offense struggles like it did last year, uh, you know, you get Cam who struggles. So they're really relying on Stafford and relying on Cup again. I think this is, you know, a five, six win team and you're picking inside the top 10 for back to back years for the first time under McVay. Uh, well, the pick will be inside the top 10, you know, because obviously they traded it to the Lions, blah, blah, blah. Um, and so that that. I think Cam Akers, if he goes out, he's a top 10 back. You know, the ceiling for this team is, you know, 9, 10, 11 wins. But if he's a bottom back like he's been the past couple of years, 
This team's not winning over seven games, and I don't think I'm breaking any news by saying that. Gurley for MVP! Touchdown, LA! Alright, so now I wanted to talk about um, what I'm expecting going into training camp. Um, I, I really want to start. I have a list here. <clears throat> I only got a couple things, uh, so then we'll wrap up. But um, I, I'm really looking forward to seeing... I've heard a lot of good things about Tutu Atwell and how he has looked in uh, year three. <clears throat> of course, with all the injuries that happened last year, he really got a chance to shine, um, you know, because he had he, he had been a guy that we spent a second round pick on and nobody was really knowing what he was going to do. Were we excited about him or were we not? I think the majority of Rams fans were upset at the pick. But looking back in hindsight, um, you know, you get – yeah, I'm sure there were better players that you could have taken with that pick, but you get a guy uh, to pair alongside Matthew Stafford, who is quick, one of the quicker guys in that draft class, and Matthew Stafford's got a rocket of an arm, and they, they literally just connected for their first touchdown last year in that Saints game. And, you know, you, you bring in a guy in 2021 into Sean Jackson, who... Um, I was hoping was going to spend the season and mentor Tutu because they're kind of the same player speed guys. You know, that's I think that's really what the Rams brought Atwell in to do. Uh, you're not really going to send him. You know, he's I don't think he'll ever be a true number one like a Cooper Cup or a Devontae Adams, but he could be that guy in the and maybe in the slot, you know, or maybe on the outside that just you know gets you a little bit, kind of like a Brandon's Cook, Brandon Cooks type. Even though I think he's a little bit smaller than Cooks. Either way, Ernest Jones has soared by. Tutu Atwell. I have read things that said Tutu looks really, really good um, compared to where he was at this time last year. Um, and I'm really excited for that, you know, because um, <clears throat> you bring in a guy in Apuka Nakua who, you know, I look at the tape and I see a lot of Cooper Cup in Puka Nakua. He's a good runner, a good route runner. He's a, you know, he can, um, he runs really hard after the catch. But um, Puka is going to move up this depth chart really quick. And is Tutu going to get caught in the mix or is he going to, you know, is he going to hold his ground? Because I think that Puka, I think he can be upwards of wide receiver three this year, you know, maybe number four. But, you know, because you've got Coop one and then you got Jefferson two, right? And again, I'm, I'm not, I, I like using the term breaking any news as in I'm not surprising you with it. <clears throat> And so, um, again, Tutu, what is he going to be? This is, I think he's going into a contract year as well. Uh, maybe, maybe not. He may have one more year under his belt, but are, are the Rams going to have wasted a pick here with Tutu Atwell? Or is uh, he going to hold his ground, take over wide receiver three? Um, I think that um, he could take over wide receiver two next year if they don't re-sign Van Jefferson. Um, if again, if everything that I'm seeing is true, that Tutu Atwell has taken a massive leap this year, there's a good chance that he goes into this season as wide receiver three. And again, we'll, we'll see the depth chart right after training camp around that, uh, which I'm really excited to see. Uh, again, another guy I wanted to talk about was Puka Nakua. I talked a little bit about him whenever I was talking about Tutu. Uh, he's a good runner, um, a pretty good route runner, uh, a really hard runner after the catch. Again, he reminds me a lot of Cooper Cup. Um, and, you know, I, I, I just, I, I really think that he is everything that Sean McVay likes in a receiver. You know, he's, 
I don't really know how tall he is, but he's a he's a he's a lengthy guy. He's pretty big. Um, you know, a guy like built like Cooper Cup, if you can get him to run block, you know, even just half as good as Cooper Cup because Cup is easily him and Robert Woods have always been number one, numbers one and two in run blocking, and they do it so well. And that that's really what sets up a lot of the pass game, too, um, is how good of a run blocker Cooper Cup is. But I think Nakua can. I think he could battle for number three this year for wide receiver three. Again, I think number one and two are locked up with Cooper Cup and Van Jefferson. And I think that Cooper Cup, um, or excuse me, Puka Nakua can be that Robert Woods type, that Robert Woods replacement that they've been looking for alongside Cooper Cup. Um, Again, Van Jefferson, I really like him. I think he's more of a three than he is a two. He did do really well, um, you know, in certain games last year uh, as the number one guy, but I think he's really utilized well as a number three receiver. Not to say he can't be a good number two. That's not what I'm saying. But if you really want to get the value of Van Jefferson, I think him as a number three receiver can be really good. Um, going to Van Jefferson, <clears throat> I, I I really don't know where he's going to fit in. Um, I, I don't know if the Rams are going to look to extend him in the offseason because what's his value? You know, he's never really been more than, again, a number two. What What does that contract look like? Is it a four-year, $40 million contract, about $10 million a year? I don't think that's too bad for Jefferson. But if I think that you're going to get some competition from other teams around the league that see that he's you know, on the younger side. He's a quicker guy. He's got a good body build. Can they touch into that untapped potential um, and maybe him be something more? I think he goes somewhere like Baltimore, gets a pretty good-sized contract, four years, 60 to $80 million. So I don't. I'm not expecting to see Van Jefferson here next year. Again, this is his contract year. He's been with the Rams since what 2019, I think. Because I think him and I don't know if him and I think him and Cam were drafted in the same draft. So this is about a contract year for him. And if if he shows out and shows the Rams that hey, I can be the number two next to Cup, sure. I think about 10 mil a year would be. Where I cap off at, I don't think maybe, you know, maybe 12, 10 to 12, maybe 13. I don't think you go upwards of 15, <clears throat> excuse me, um, as far as trying to pay him. Uh, I think he's a really good receiver, but if somebody on the market is going to challenge you for him, you know, and give him upwards of 20 million, I think you just cut your losses, draft another receiver like you've been doing. Um, I think the Rams have drafted a receiver every single draft since Sean McVay has been uh, the head coach of the Rams. So it, it's kind of built for guys like Van Jefferson who come in. They've been very good, very consistent um, on a contract year, get outbid by another team, let him go. Now Puka Nakua, now Tutu Atwell, now Ben Skoranek. Um, they step up and take the spot of the number two guy um, in the receiver room. Uh, new additions and how did how do they look? Um, more uh, more so, this is directed towards Akilah Witherspoon. Um, you know, Jake Ellenbogen released a video that said that he's really good, and I'm really excited to see. You know, he was a, a top cornerback in Seattle, didn't work out in Pittsburgh, got hurt, uh, and then eventually just got cut after they drafted Joey Porter Jr. So I'm really excited to see um, Akilah Witherspoon. Is he going to be the number one? Does Dakobe Durant? Etch him out just enough to be the number one guy. Um, I'm really, really, really excited to see that CB battle in there because I know that they've got 
there was a, a report that came out, uh, Cam De Silva. Uh, I think it said Russ Yeast was a guy to keep your eye on. Uh, Darion Kendrick, he's still super young. Um, so we, we've got a really young cornerback room that I'm really excited to see. You're going to get mistakes. You know, that that's that's a part of them learning. You know, they're going to get burnt a couple times. I think Jacoby Durant has the highest upside in all of the cornerbacks that we have on the team. Uh, but again, you're, he's going to have growing pains. Everybody does, you know, you you can't look at one play and be like, damn it, Kobe, what do you, you know, like it's, he's going to have bumps. He's going to have bruises. He's going to have bad games, you know, and it, he, again, this is his, this is going to be his sophomore season whenever he really didn't have a lot of, a, a super, a lot of playing time. Uh, I think he gained it gained as he gained the trust of McVeigh, but he's going to be guarding better guys this year. He's going to be he's going to be the number 1 or number 2 cornerback, I would assume, you know, as opposed to being number 3, number 4, number 5 last year because we had uh him, we had Ramsey, we had Troy Hill. Uh as far as DB goes, we had Nick Scott, Taylor Rapp. Um we still have Jordan Fuller on the roster who I'm really excited to see. And as I'm recording this, Cooper Cup was just rated as tied for the fourth highest receiver in Madden, which makes sense. 96 overall tied with Stephon Diggs. Yeah, I can't argue with that. Oh, sorry about that. Uh, one more thing that I wanted to touch on, this tight end battle. It's going to be nuts. Higby, another guy that's going into his contract year. Uh, the guy that they drafted out of Clemson, Davis Allen, easily one of my favorite draft picks. I mean, he's got vacuum of hands. He's tall. He's lengthy. He's going to be a matchup nightmare. I'm really, really, really hoping that McVay uses him as that possible wide receiver four or five this year. I hope he gets some run. He's not the greatest blocker um, as far as being a tight end goes, but I mean, he's he's massive. I think him and Stafford could develop a, a click and they can be really good. I'm really excited to see where he ranks. Uh, in this depth chart and then you got I believe third year man Bryson Hopkins I think his rookie season was the uh, Super Bowl season um, Hunter Long the guy that we got in the um, Jalen Ramsey trade along with a third round pick they're also signed Nicola Kalinic. he was added late last week and they're trying to bring in competition. They're trying to see if Tyler Higby is going to be here. Is he going to leave? Are we going to extend him? Are we not? You know, what is his value? Because they're not bringing all these tight ends in just to have depth at the position because they have that again. Bryson Hopkins, Hunter Long, Davis Allen. You know, you don't draft these guys to or draft or trade up for these guys to just kind of let them sit on the bench. You're trying to replace Tyler Higby. It's as simple as that. I think they could run a lot more two tight end sets, and it's going to be a battle for that two, that second tight end spot. Is it going to be Hunter Long? I don't think Davis Allen makes the cut this year. Again, I, I would really like to see him more as a receiver this year. Um, I, I, it's either going to be Bryson Hopkins or Hunter Long, you know. And I think, um, I think wide receiver or tight end three compared to tight end two is going to be a massive difference. Obviously, it's just one position on the depth chart, but who's going to get that run, you know? Who's going to be alongside Tyler Higby? Is Bryson Hopkins going to run away with it? Or is, again, a guy like Hunter Long, is this Kalinic guy going to come in and take a spot? I, again, I, like I said, I don't think it's Davis Allen this year, but I think that um, 
you know, you adding depth at a tight end position that has been pretty much secured since Sean McVay's been there and Tyler Higby, um, you know, it's there's writing on the wall that Higby's probably not going to be here next year, uh, the greatest Rams tight end of all time. And again, I think that that's pretty unanimous at this point. Um, I don't think he's going to be here next year, and it's going to be sad to see him go, but who is going to step up in training camp, make the leap, Boom, this is going to be our guy when Higby leaves. I think, you know, that there's a pretty good chance that Higby's on a new team next year or he comes back on a very small contract because this, there's a lot of youth in this tight end room and Higby's the old guy, you know. So unless him and Stafford just find a new level of connection this year and he shows that he can stay healthy, I think Higby's gone this year. And again, I, I think the writing's on the wall for that, especially now that you have five tight ends in that tight end room. Um, so. That is going to wrap up episode one of Around the Horns. I'm not going to keep track of every episode, but since this being the pilot, so to speak, um, I really appreciate you listening all the way through. We got about 35 minutes here of just uh, Rams talk. So um, really looking forward to seeing where this goes. Uh, again, I do plan on releasing some more, um, a couple more podcasts, hopefully, Um before the season starts, I do want to talk about their their schedule. I do want to talk about their record potentially. Um, and again, I want to talk about the uh, the potential depth chart uh, whenever that gets released. So again, thank you for listening. Um, yeah, I, I, as soon as I figure out an intro and an outro for this uh, this podcast, I will let you know. It'll be on you know, I'll just randomly throw some out at you, but. All I've got for you now is thanks for listening and peace.